Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Welcome back to Hurt at Sports Radio here on AM590, ESPN Omaha. Welcome. ESPN Tri-Cities. I can't even hear myself. That's probably good. I can hear you now. Uh, We are live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. ESPN Tri-Cities. As well. Yeah, we love the Tri-Cities. You think my man Doug Duda, what do you think he's doing? Probably having his first cup of coffee? Maybe his third cup of coffee? I was saying, I think he's he's probably further than two in As we're going to probably lead into the Doug and Daddy show. Yeah, we do. We lead in every day to Doug and Daddy yeah. on, and uh, ESPN Tri-Cities. We're big he's, fans. He's everywhere. <laughs> I remember West Side played out in Kearney. This is, I can't remember when it was, but, you know, I, tr- I tried not to be on my phone during games mm-hmm. and stuff, and I got this text, <laughs> and it's from Doug, and I was like, it's crowded in there because they have an amazing facility. I don't know. You probably haven't been to Kearney's High School. Uh, I think I have. It's It's been a minute, but. It's pretty unbelievable. Yeah. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> I'm like, where are you? It's crowded in here. <laughs> <laughs> he was the first one to congratulate me coming back to the air. And I was like, how do you know? Listen, he's got his ears everywhere. You got to yeah. you gotta watch out. Legend. Uh want to remind you that Omaha men's basketball coming up on Thursday. Big one. The 22nd, just a couple days from now. It's your last chance. Senior night. It's your last chance to see your Omaha men's basketball team in or at home this year. We just talked to Frankie Fiddler yesterday. We've got senior night against Oral Roberts on February 22nd. Go to omavs.com slash ticks to get your tickets or call 402-554-MAVS to get your tickets. Let's pack the Baxter. You got to go see Frankie Fiddler get some buckets one more time before the year's over. I, and I said this off, I, I said this off the cuff yesterday, mm-hmm. and I and I may have been incorrect. What's that? I said get them all. They're all above you in the standings. Mm. Oral Roberts is a game behind. 
In the neighborhood. We're in the same pack. Who are the people in your neighborhood? I don't, what is in that from? In your neighborhood. Is that like a Sesame Street deal? Na- I think so. Okay. But I get Shane. I'm only, def- don't get mad. <laughs> I'm only asking Shane because he's old. Okay. Is, was a, I can't remember if Electric Company and Sesame Street were two different things. Yeah, they were. Why do you know? Your mom told you? No. I, I One, remember. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They were different. They That's were different not shows. Sesame Street, no. right? Freaking bats. Those are different. Electric Company is a different deal. I watched a lot of PBS growing up. Did you? Yeah, we didn't have cable, so I was watching a lot of PBS. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with you. There was a lot of educational television. Hey, for we this were guy. the last ones on our block to get cable. Yeah. I didn't have, my parents didn't have. And a microwave. <laughs> we had a microwave. Now that I know for sure. Yeah. We had a microwave. I know Not that. Not that I was like frequenting people's houses. Hey, do you have a microwave? Well, apparently hey, you were hanging out with Coach Huffman's house all the time. Dude, that was the spot. So we, our neighborhood was off the, was ultra competitive. Yeah. Like we had some fellas. Yeah. Yeah. So like we were constantly playing. I didn't start winning <laughs> anything competitively as a kid until yeah, because everybody was better. <laughs> it's like I'm the young guy. Where I said, were they like older? Older? Oh than yeah, you? I yeah. would go to I would go to the middle, the elementary school and play football, and I'd get my head beat in. Now they would let me play with them because yeah, um, everybody wanted the little fast black guy. But well, sure. Um, we were like the Cosby's out there on 90th and Fort, um, way out west. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all honesty, like I was the youngest. So you got beat up on So I got, yeah, I got yeah. my head beat in a ton. That's all right. But, but it's cool though. I, I remember like, I don't know. I, I think that's where the real, obviously my dad was a little out there when it came to competing. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's where I, I learned to be competitive. Kind of got to be to end up in the positions he ended up in, right? Like yeah. Like, I remember he would tell me stories how he used to walk to to, to practice sometimes because it wasn't always copacetic at the house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I knew he lived by the airport, kind of over off of Sherman. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... You're walking to high. So, you know, when I was in my fields a couple times in the last five, six years, like I would just go drive the old neighborhoods and his, his child at home doesn't even exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And I would just go, I would just go drive. And I'm like, he walked like this dude really wanted to wrestle and play baseball. Yeah. Like, like you know, but it was cool because we were at North on Monday mm-hmm. last week or Tuesday and I showed his grandkids, his, he's got his wrestling picture on the wall. And then we were at Central on Friday, mm-hmm. and he's got a big mural out there, too. And I, and in my head, I was like, see, that's why your dad's so screwed up. He couldn't live <laughs> up to the pressure. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought it. I didn't say it. That's probably for the best. But it is pressure. No, it is. And it my, is. My, my, my superintendent from District 66, he was like... He's like, man, DB, you're like the mayor around here. And I kind of felt bad because obviously my heart is with the with the district. But mm-hmm. there there are so many long-standing relationships. Oh, yeah. So I was, I, I'm going to have to go make dinner for Dr. Lucas. Listen, that's all right. Education's a collaborative effort, right? Even outside it of is. districts, you got to, you know, you got to come it together is. a little bit. Um, all for one, one for all when it comes to public education. Exactly. <laughs> here for public education, here for the kids, you know, trying to. I love public schools. 
Stop. You used to do those commercials, didn't you? Yeah, that's my jam. Yeah. I'm not hating. Kinda. <laughs> I'm a I'm a public school kid. It's different district. Yeah, Mr. Miller North. That's a public school. Last I checked. Yeah. Rumor has it you lost your quarterback. Are you still stoked? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> You're gonna be on that bandwagon. What the Burrell bandwagon? I am. I am Ravi for Miller North. They have. I love their admin. Plus, my daughter went there, so I'm cool with Miller North. I love Behringer. I like. It's fine. No, Behringer's Behringer's my dude. He's we love good, He's he's a good. I like I. This will be a very fun year. Yeah. Now, of course, Millard South is is the consensus odds on. They're favorite. pretty loaded up. Yeah. We'll I, see. All the, so it's we'll see it, what happens. Yeah, I, and I listen. I we'll see what happens. It, it's whatever <laughs> is fine. Like I'm, I'm one of the few, and I've said this from the jump. I'm one of the few people. I don't have a problem with that staff. I mean, everybody else can have their opinion. They're good to me, yeah. at least to my face. I don't have any. One of their coaches is my neighbor. Like I, it's fine. And you know what? Like I said last year, I would tell JP they've leaned all the way into it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's whatever. Um, but I, I, I'll i be curious to see. Like, they're loaded. Loaded. Yeah, they got a bunch of dudes. From from top to bottom. So we'll see if it's is simply as easy as having good players, like I heard about for three years. Well, and – Because it's, it's way more than that. But, but like, you still got to it, – it's, it's going to be a fun, fun year. No, yeah. It's, I mean, it's about way more than just having good players, right? We saw that with Bellevue West last year. Like, they had their bumps. Or the year you know, before. They, they had a lot of really good players, and they, they had some lumps over the last couple of years. So it's not – obviously, it's not just about that, right? If you can figure the other stuff out and you got the good players, then, yeah, you're in really good shape. Yeah, but It's going to be fun. Figuring the other stuff out is arguably harder than – But you'd rather have good players. <laughs> well, two, yes. Also, <laughs> right? Yeah. It is you'd, you'd like to have the good players as well, right? And he's a he's a Lexington guy, so I you know shout out to the three hundred eight. But you kind of I mean you kind of are seeing this down in Lincoln too. Like Coach Rule's trying to get all the other stuff right, and then he's also like, okay, now let's go get some good players. Yeah, oh, one hundred right. Yeah. But if you don't get the other stuff right too, the good players don't make a hill of beans difference. Yeah, he says <laughs> I'm not gonna put him out there, but you, you're you're spot on. Spot on. It's not just about having. Now the Jimmys and the Joes clearly. No, they help a lot. Clearly, they help a lot. But I mean, he was 100%. He, meaning Coach Rule, was 100% set Mm -hmm. on setting the culture. Yeah, you have to. And I think the cool thing about Coach Rule is his contingency plans are something else. Like in what sense? So. Hypothetically. Sure. <laughs> Hypothetically yeah. speaking, if you have a coach or coaches that may be highly sought after or coveted or you catch wind that they may be on the move. Like a Tony White, for example. Or a Philip Simpson mm-hmm. or whoever. whomever. Yeah. Right? His ability to pivot because he likes guys ready and already warmed up in the bullpen mm-hmm. is is a definite skill oh yeah it's not well be, it's because in the meantime he's still building too right, right? so i i just he's very 
constantly processing. See, to me, all that is is about being having preparation, like being prepared. He's an extremely bright individual. Because if you're prepared, then these catch situations don't catch you off guard. I don't know if he plays cards. I should ask him. Mm, like a poker player? But I would, I would be curious. You probably don't want to play cards against him. I just want to. I just, I just watch it first to see if I can learn something and see his discernment. Mm. But I would imagine he's a good card player. We'll wrap up hour number one coming up next here on Herd Sports Radio.